We'll open the phone lines up all of hour number three. If you want to weigh in, the floor can be yours. 865-546-8200. If you want to weigh in, we're talking Tennessee basketball. 865-546-8200. Whenever we talked about the NIL money and the guys we thought were the the best compensated, I, I said Zakai. Bob, you said he got nominated for uh, an award yesterday? Yes, they uh, rolled out the uh, candidates. I don't think there's a big wave of selection process. I think they name 10 candidates, and he's one of them. And it's for the Bob Cousy Award, which is for the nation's best point guard. You know, they have these awards. Uh, I think there's uh, the Julius Irving Award, which Connect may be in. That's for small forwards um, or wings. And then, you know, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award for best postman. They just model it after all these NBA greats. At what point do we rework those? Will those be the Bob Cousy Awards forever? Great question. Like, I mean, like, can we switch it to, like, the Jay Williams Award? I mean, I don't know if that's the best point guard of my lifetime, but eventually, you know, like, those guys are going to be 30 years removed. Like, we're already kind of at that stage. So, like, you know, does Cousy get just going to keep him for the rest of his life? The Chris Paul Award. Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul was great. I yeah. mean, I don't know if he had the best college career. I feel like Jay Williams was probably better in college than Chris Paul. Yeah. Of course, Chris Paul became a great NBA player. Right. Pete Maravich, I mean, I guess that's the same problem, though, of being, like, 50 years ago. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. If you think about Julius Irving, I don't think, you know, he's probably a fine college player at UMass, but I'm, you know, that that's one that I think they've named it based on his body of work in the NBA. Oh, really? Okay. I think. Okay. You know, I, I don't know. I assume that he was a beast in college, too, is, is kind of what I assume. I'm but. sure he was good, but so there's, uh, there's 10 candidates for that award. Some of these are familiar names, um, but Zakai Ziegler's in there, obviously. That's why we're talking about this. Uh, Jamal Shedd from the University of Houston, who we just talked about earlier in the show, definitely a worthy candidate. Dewan Harris Jr. from Kansas. Tyler Colick, who was um, he was a preseason All-American, I think, at Marquette. Um, yeah. Really solid point guard. Uh, they always have just one of those point guards there. Yeah. Javon Quinterly, the, he of the 33-year-old uh, – College career at we Memphis. We got a couple fifth year guys on our team, Bob. You can't keep saying that. But uh, he's played at three schools, man. That does make it look worse. Yeah. Um, Boo Bowie, who is an all dame guy for sure at Northwestern, and he Boo is Bowie. he is a gamer, man. He is a tough, Dog. tough player. From where Northwestern. Northwestern? I haven't watched a second of Northwestern yeah. basketball. Only watch I, them at home. I honestly don't think I've ever watched a second of Big Ten basketball this year that wasn't Tennessee related with Michigan State or Wisconsin. I don't think I've watched. I guess I watched a little bit of maybe Purdue in the tournament after they beat us. I watched Purdue versus Marquette. Yeah. Is that right? Purdue Marquette? Yeah. Right. I watched that. So I guess I did watch some big 10 minutes. But um, Another SEC guy, Wade Taylor, the, the fourth. Um, Tristan Newton from UConn, who's really solid player. This guy's name I can never pronounce. He was an NCAA tournament star at Oral Roberts. He's now playing at Texas. Max Obmus, I think. Obmus. Because but it I, sounded like on the broadcast they were saying like Asmus. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. There's like an S in the middle of his last yeah. name, but it's not there. It's yeah. pronounced that way. Um, and then there's one more. Isaiah Stevens from Colorado State. So Zakai may not win this thing, but it's of course it's nice to have one of our guys that's not Dalton Connect. We hear about him all the time. Uh, get you know mentioned in some uh, some postseason accolades and. Um, 
I don't know. It would it would seem to me maybe someone like Jamal Shedd or Tyler Collick's probably top of the list there. Yeah, there was a part of me before I get to Zakai though. I just want to point out I looked up Dr. J's college stats. Yeah, he was pretty good. That was a- average. He played two years. He averaged twenty six points and twenty rebounds. So twenty. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he was pretty That's- good. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, he, he was pretty good at UMass. You know, I, I don't know if he won any awards or anything, but yeah, twenty six and twenty. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but again, fifty years ago, can we update these awards? That was se- he graduated or left school, I guess, in seventy one. It's fifty fifty three years ago. We don't have. We, let's update the names. Let's get the the uh, the JJ Redick for the best shooting guard, or the Adam Morrison, or you know, I don't know. Let's keep that in mind. But yeah, Zakai, I gotta be honest, I was a little surprised that he made the list of ten. Just because, I guess maybe this isn't the case, but I assumed in college, A, that most of these awards are statistically driven. And I was surprised that like 10 points and 5 assists would get you on that list. I mean, I know he gets credit for being a really good defender and he's pesky and those things, but his season average is just 10 and 5. It's true. It was surprising to me that that was worthy of being on the on the top 10, although I don't know what the rest of the point guards around the country are, are averaging or doing. I feel like this kind of goes back to what we were saying yesterday, Bob, how like guard play just feels a little bit down in college basketball this year maybe. Well, it's definitely – there's been – there's uh, it feels like a brighter light being shined on big men this year yeah. than we've seen in the past. And, yeah, and so maybe that is reflective of guard play being down. Um, I mean, I think, again, there's – in that list, there are some guys that when I'm – in you know, loves a Kai, Tennessee fan. But if you match him statistically, to your point, John, up against a Jamal Shedd or a Dewan Harris or a Tyler Colick, it's uh, or a Boo Booey, it's uh, it'd be it, I, again, I'd, it'd be wonderful if he won this award. I don't see him winning this award. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I think I think the accolade there is just being nominated. Correct. The accolades being nominated there and being recognized as one of the ten best point guards in the country, and quite frankly, that's good enough for Tennessee. Like. Tennessee doesn't need him. Like, I don't know exactly the rest of that list. You guys will probably have a better idea. But, like, I'd imagine most of those guys are the go-to guys on their team, or at least, like, one or two of the go-to guys. Like, for me, it's a cast third on our list. That's a fair assessment, I think, yeah. You know, maybe not the top dog on every team, but I'd imagine they're at least number two. And, yeah, Zakai's the second, you know, most handling the ball and, you know, usage rate and, you know, creating opportunities. But – I think Jonas has passed him in terms of of what we ask of our players to do scoring wise and doing other things but also like it comes down to getting a bucket I think we'd all rather have Santee shooting too and like Zakai on that list kind of feels like the one who is maybe least equipped to be like that bucket getter type guy he feels like the most just point guard like yeah true point guard guy. I mean part of that has to be because of his size I mean yeah. I get that but also like he doesn't have to do it and he is better equipped at setting people up and and being kind of the, the bulldog type of point guard that you want. A guy that's just going to guard you 70 feet, make your try to make your life hell, get on your nerves, get some steals, and, you know, make some big plays offensively when he has to. You know, you go back to the Georgia game and wasn't necessarily getting your buckets, but it was getting to the free throw line and, you know, keeping your team in the game and, and being Dalton Connect's running mate. And the last three games, he's kind of going back to that 10 points a game score. But the first three games of conference play when you needed him to – he was giving you 17, 20 points a game. You know, it's interesting. I'm just doing some quick searches on stats for some of these other candidates. They're all pretty similar, surprisingly. You know, Dewan Harris only averages about eight points a game. 
Um, uh, Tyler Collick averages 14. Um, Jamal Shedd only averages 12 and a half. The guy who has so far that I've seen that's got the highest Newton. statistical ceiling is Boo Booey. Really? 18 and a half points a game. Huh. What kind of assists is he looking at with 18 points a game? Let's look at that. I would have thought it's Tristan Newton. I think that's the best overall Oh, yeah. Overall I haven't player. gotten to him yet, but um, Boo Booey averages three and a half rebounds a game. Where is his assist? Here we go. Five and a half assists a game. Okay. It's a pretty good line. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because I'm, I'm trying to think, like in college, there's only so many points, you know, that get scored. I mean, you're looking at 70 points a game, basically, and if you're scoring 20, to pass out another 10 or 15 points and assists is a pretty big deal. So, like, Zakai, at the very minimum, is is responsible for Tennessee scoring 20 points. At the very minimum. 10 points a game and five assists. Like, that's five times two is 10. 10 plus 10 is 20. Of course, some of those are going to be threes. He's going to create some opportunities in, in free throws. He's going to create some opportunities with hockey assists where, you know, the pass is leading to the pass. So that that is impressive, but yeah, Tristan Newton, like you're talking about, Sam, he's averaging 16, six and six, yeah, exactly across yeah. the board for for UConn, who has you know lo- lost their three best players or three of their top players from last year's championship team, and are kind of right back there on the doorstep with a chance to to repeat and be one of those teams again. Yeah, so it's it's really interesting because now you look at all these. There's it is kind of a commentary on guards in college basketball right now because there's. Some of the well, we have this conversation about player of the year, right? You know, there's Edie, and now there's Dalton Connect. There's not, there's not guards. Um, well, that's what I was going to ask. Who else is on the list right now for player of the year? I, I know that like odds wise, it's kind of just a two team race. But is there anybody else that's going to be like mentioned? Like who? Where are the All American teams? Like who are all are All American guards? Is Newton going to be one of those? Because I, when I see sixteen. 16 points, six and a half rebounds, and five, uh, or 6.4, uh, 6.4 rebounds, 5.8 assists on a team that's like top ranked defending champions. Like most years, that gets you like national player of the year buzz, or at least like gets you in the conversation. I haven't really seen Tristan Newton's name often, which is surprising to me. RJ Davis is another one yeah. in North Carolina. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, I, he is, he's kind of in the, the front runner for. All American, right at the guard position. Yeah, I think right. I saw. that's a guy who's honestly filling up the stat sheet. You know, kind of like Dalton Connect, but obviously playing lesser competition over there in the ACC. I would expect Dickinson to get some, a little bit of shine, maybe for it. Maybe like Philipowski at Duke. I don't know. It, it really does feel like it's only a two man race there for for the Wooden. I agree. I mean, Hunter Dickinson was you know one of the leaders at the beginning of the season. He's probably not even the best player on his team yeah. right now. I mean, Kevin McCuller is playing out of his mind this season. So, um, I think you're right. I think it's probably Edie and Connect with uh, R.J. Davis, maybe Philipowski on the periphery. Davis is giving you like twenty four and four about like. Yeah, RJ Davis. Yeah, in conference play, it's stats for the season. Which I mean, I I think conference play matters more. I wish I you could easily sort this. Which somebody did send me something that you can on Basketball Reference. You can do just conference play only for your stats. I need to look into that. But I think you should add Power Five games in there too, or Power Six, whatever you want to call it. Like RJ Davis should get credit for what he did against Tennessee, mm-hmm. or Dalton Connect should get credit for what he did against North Carolina. Edie should get credit for what he did against Tennessee when you're looking at like those those arguments and take away some of the bought games and like I don't care that Don Connect probably averaged like 12 points or 14 points in his 
non-important non-conference games, right? Like against Charleston State when he came out and scored like six points. I don't want that to weigh down the games that matter. I wish there was an easier way to kind of filter that out because I feel like if you just took the games that matter for Connect, his scoring goes from 20 points a game probably to like 25. Yeah, I agree. The Athletics uh, midseason uh, All-American teams have Tristan Newton and Connect both on the second team. Yeah, I was going to say, that Connect's the second teamer at that point, yeah. though. Like I, I do think that you know, that was last week when it came out, I yeah. believe. Connect's play his way into the first. Who, who are the first team All-Americans that he's chasing? Um, on this article, I just exited it. Let me pull it back up. Oh. It was Edie, uh, sure. Kevin McCuller, okay. um, Filipowski, and R.J. Davis, and uh, Jaden Ledee from San Diego State. So they're going to tell me if Filipowski's having a better year than Dalton Connect? I know, right? And maybe he is. I mean, I haven't seen anybody talking about Filipowski. Like, maybe he's just been solid and he's an 18-10 and 10 guy and – He's getting the Duke rub, but it seems crazy to me that he would be in line for an All-American spot over Connect, which I, I tried to get too bogged down with this, and I, I did find myself getting rolled up, Bob, and arguing with somebody on Twitter yesterday <laughs> or just kind of taking the time to actually add up the stats of SEC play because those one of those damn Twitter accounts got to me trying to make it a three-team race for SEC Player of the Year, and I'm I'm tired of like the, yeah. the, the Antonio Reeve stuff. I'm tired of the Mark Sears stuff. Like I watched Mark Sears come into Knoxville and get shut down. I ain't seen anybody shut down Dalton Connect yet in SEC play. I watched Mark Sears do it. You could look at his final numbers and say they're okay, that's fine. Dalton Connect had 25 points in a bad game. But, yeah, like when you start looking at like the games that matter and you start adding in the conference play stats and, you know, Connect's shooting 54% and 46% from three in SEC play so far. Yeah. And to me, that's the biggest, Davis, that's the biggest difference with someone like R.J. Davis who's shooting 43% from the field. That, that's why he's not quite at that same level getting recognized, recognized as a scorer. 21 points a game, but yeah, 43% for the film. Let's go to break. We'll hit the phone lines when we get back. It is the morning show here on Fan Run Radio. Eight six five five four six eighty two hundred. if you want to hop on. Let's go to the phone lines now. Let's get... Someone who's a part of Fan Run Radio. Clone. The neutral zone every Sunday from 10 to 12 with Clone and Bob Baskerville. Clone, welcome in. How are you, brother? Floor's yours. And he hung up. And he hung up on us. Never mind. Good troll. Shoot him a text, Bob. Be like, what the hell? Yeah, I will. That was a great lead-in. That was a great. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, I was giving him some proper respect. Maybe he got nervous. <laughs> Maybe he got nervous. Maybe he, did. Maybe he couldn't yeah. perform. He might be. He's got a day job. Maybe he's in, he got pulled into something. But um, You think he was protesting like me going straight to break right when he got on the old nah. gold? Because I was winding down to get to a break. Anyways, we were at 17. I had to do Maybe he had to go take a Dick Vitale. <laughs> wow. That's a good one. <laughs> um, okay. This, I hope <laughs> not. Not this early. <laughs> I, I, I don't wish that on anybody this early in the morning. Like. Unless unless uh, unless you've had a night full of drinking the day before, I don't think anybody at 9 a.m. is taking a Dick Vitale, not to the same level, where you come out sweating, <laughs> contemplating life. He just texted me. He said he had a he had, Take a call. Yeah, okay. and he goes, I'll call you guys right back. So, um, In the meantime, just one, maybe put a bow on this uh, player of the year stuff. Uh, and it varies, I know. Bet MGM, they've got, and we, we've joked about it, 
this is for National Player of the Year. They've got they've got Antonio Reeves in there. That I'm like I, I I'm stunned. Honestly, I assume behind. Oh yeah, connect. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But that he's even there. They, I mean, I don't know if I was a book. If I was a bet MGM, if I was FanDuel, if I was DraftKings, I would put as many players on there still as possible to try to get some money in from get, their fans. Yeah, I like, get Kentucky money. Yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, take a flyer on your boy. Put a couple hundred dollars down on your boy. Yeah, he's got a chance to win player of the year. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Here's a hundred dollars. Thank you. And, and that makes sense. They've got Armando Baycott in there too. There you go, know. Carolina fans. Yeah. Sprinkle some of your hard-earned money on Armando Baycott. He's definitely got a chance for national player of the year. Think about that though. Think about how good North Carolina is right now. And that they also had Caleb Love, too, but they let him go. So, What are, what are their current odds on that? For who? Player of the year, just uh, the, the top 80 in for Connect, really. Um, minus 1,000 on 80, plus 2,000 on Connect. Okay. So, And they've got Hunter Dickinson in second, which, I, again, I don't buy that at all. Oh, they have Hunter Dickinson in second. They have plus 16 on Hunter Dickinson. Uh, so you still got a little bit of a value there if you want to believe in Connect because I, th- I think yeah. DraftKings had it at fifteen to one. So if you wanted to to bet on it, BetMGM might be the place to do it right now. All right, we got Clone back. You missed my intro, Clone. I gave you a shout out. The Neutral Zone Sunday, ten to twelve with Bob Baskerville. Man, I appreciate that. I appreciate that uh, up here at uh, Double C Ranch, guys. Sorry, I had to take a call there. You know. Got a got a long uh, list of uh, women, you know, trying to line up, you know, all that stuff. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, guys, I've been enjoying the program. I, I, obviously, you know, talking about futures and things like that. Uh, you know, I was just wondering, guys. You know, you're looking at this. Uh, you know, the whole uh, futures on uh, uh, DraftKings and FanDuel and all that. You know, Bob and I, we talk a lot of that on Sundays and chew the fat. Kentucky's kind of slipped there a little bit, and, uh, you know, they were plus 400, uh, you know, for a Final Four appearance. Now they're down to, like, 500. What the hell's happened to Creighton? They're all the way down to uh, – that's a – by the way, that's Bob Baskerville's uh, doppelganger there. Uh, (laughs) The the head coach there a little bit. You you Uh, do look like Doug McDermott. Yeah, I've I've gotten that a lot, (laughs) and I've gotten that a lot, man. Seriously, like about (laughs) ten times from different people. Um, he seems to be on the way out from what I've like read and, and seen people in college basketball circles talking about clone is that Creighton and their NIL approach isn't lining up with what he wants and that like he's a name that's going to fly maybe after this year and take a different job. Hmm. Guys, I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> you talk about guys that, uh, I mean, you look at this Tennessee team and uh, I mean, although I, I think this is the best chance uh, with a guy like Connect, I mean, guys, I'll tell you what, though, if we had a, we had a, you could get a number two, a backup point guard, I mean, uh, B.J. Edwards would be looking really nice right now, uh, getting about 18, 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, B.J.'s averaging about three points a game at SMU right now. That That's worked out. Point Backup point guard just needs to come in and set the tone, Bob. You ain't got to come in and score. Nah, that's, that's true. That, that's the argument there. That's true. Can that's you give true. me some Dick Vitale coming out of the bathroom? Oh, it was beautiful, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, hey, guys, uh, one last thing. I didn't know if y'all uh, caught the news there on, uh, you know, y'all being college uh, basketball facades and uh, really breaking it down on here. We appreciate it. Uh, taking big boy call. Uh, what, what what the hell is going on with this Jeff Goodman story there? I didn't, you know, I didn't had a chance really to break it down. But, uh, man, that's some, that's some crazy stuff right there. 
Appreciate the phone call, Clone. Neutral zone, <laughs> 10 to 12, every Sunday here on Fan Run Radio. Yeah, the Jeff Goodman stuff seems a little odd. Like, uh, from what I've gathered, Sam, maybe help me on this. You said you've read into it a little bit more than I have. There is a guy that was kind of doing an independent Twitter account. Uh, it was a YouTube documenting, account. YouTube account, okay. Mm-hmm. And he had a, okay, and he was documenting, like, Big East basketball, basically, right? Correct, and, yeah. He was kind of a guy that just loves Big East basketball and was doing all this stuff, and apparently he's put something in a documentary that makes Ed Cooley look Correct. bad. Correct. And Jeff Goodman and Ed Cooley are boys, and there was like two. There are two guys that have been DMing this guy, threatening him with like lawsuits and saying that he's going to go to prison. But also Jeff Goodman's like, you're not going to go to jail, and then immediately like after, he's like, I hope you look good in orange. And the guy's like, wait, am I going to jail or am I not going to jail? You're kind of, <laughs> you're kind of confusing me here. But yeah, like it, uh, Jeff Goodman seems to just uh, be uh, a weird media guy, is what it seems like. I don't know. I don't know how much more there is to really say about it. Yeah, I don't. It is. It was very strange. It, it kind of seems like it's maybe he dra- this uh, this documentary kind of maybe dragged Ed Cooley's name through the mud a little about, bit about through... cheating on his wife. Or yeah, was thinking of the, I don't know. The CNO it, from exactly. the Cooley sign cheats on wife. Yeah, I will say that like Jeff Goodman. didn't do this intentionally as he was sending DMs threatening this guy. But I will say I am now at least somewhat intrigued on what this documentary is going to be about. I'm going to watch it tonight. Oh, it's already out? It's already out. It's been out. It's been out, yeah. I'm going to be interested to see. I I don't know if you watch any of uh, their live podcasts, uh, Field of 68 with Goodman and Rob Doster and uh, John Fanta, who's kind of a trippy guy, but he knows his basketball. He's he's a great play-by-play guy. I, I got to believe they're going to have to talk a little about this in some way, shape, or form because it has taken over parts of social media. Anybody that's tied to Goodman uh, is hearing about this. It's what we talked about when we came in this morning. It was the first question John asked. It's like, are you you paying attention to this Jeff Goodman stuff? And it's like, I am. However, it's confusing to know really. You know, Sam just gave us about the best synopsis of it, and I'm still confused. I got to be honest. I'm not listening to anything you said just because. Houston sent a picture of, of Doug McDermott's dad. Yeah, Greg McDermott. Greg McDermott, the Creighton coach. Yeah. Looks just like you. No, I I know. If you, I, if I, you I, save I, that if you save the beard. Yeah. No, I get this a lot. I mean, and I'm thankful it's not people saying you look like Donnie Tindall. Yeah, or... see, I get a lot I get a lot of that. The people I get compared to, you don't get compared to. Any any chubby bald guy <laughs> I'm getting compared to. There's the one Guy is like mentally ill or mentally handicapped. He's not all there. He's got the big teeth and he runs around. And I get that one a lot. There's Jake's a big... old guy John told me I look like Casey Clawson. Casey Clawson. I, I see that. I In the face, that. yeah. The hair, no. Okay. You know, if you if you bl- if you dyed your hair blonde though, you could probably pull off a pretty Should good. Should I Casey go for Clawson. it for Halloween this for year? For Halloween, yeah. Okay. Dude, dude, you look and sound like um, a friend of mine back home. Uh, his his younger brother, but and he's not famous or anything. But I mean, it's like I swear to God, particularly when you wear your glasses mm-hmm. and stuff, it's like I'm looking at my buddy <laughs> Dwayne. Um, so yeah, but I, yeah, I get the McDermott, I've been getting the McDermott thing for a few years and I finally looked at it and I was like, I'll embrace it. He's all, he's all right. There's that big baby that went viral. People say I look like the big baby. <laughs> Kane. Boss, boss baby. Kane, maybe? but only Kane whenever, whenever he was like a demon, like, or not, not a demon. <laughs> he was unmasked and like the crazy, like criminal Kane. I got that one a lot and that, that one wasn't a compliment. Sam, you got a very strong jaw. Okay. I'm sure you hear that a lot. You got a very defined jaw. To me, you look like the general from Small Soldiers. You ever seen that movie? Uh-uh. 
I'm so bad with movies. Well, this one's like a kid's movie. Well, actually, it's PG-13, so it wasn't necessarily a kid's movie, but it's about toys that come to life. I guess it's kind of like okay. a... Do I look like a toy, a toy that's come to life? A little bit. <laughs> like, I don't know if anybody in your generation would get it if you dress up like this guy for Halloween, but if I saw you out the bar... What is it again? Small soldiers. Just type in small soldiers and hit images. You look like the general. Now, you'd have to have a flat top. Okay. But the way your jaw, like you just got a very strong jaw like that guy. And you might take a fist to this. I don't know if you're going to take a fist to this, but that's what I think of when I see you. All right. I like it. I'll dress up as this guy. I'll get a crew cut like that and, and go for it. That was a good movie as a kid, I think. I think I liked it. The, the soldiers came alive. I don't know. But it was PG-13, so it was a little edgy. I've got a little more info on this Providence stuff if y'all want that. Yeah, sure. Um, and by the way, talking about Jeff Goodman, I don't watch the Field of Eight, 68 podcast or whatever, but I did see him perpetrating the propaganda for Antonio Reeves. Like, that was what they were doing on Saturdays. Like, why is everyone giving so much attention to Dalton Connect? Reeves' stats just as good. I heard that on the morning show, and Sam Beard and Bob, they made some good points about how good Antonio Reeves I'm, are. I'm, I'm actually trying to get Doster on the show um, uh-huh. because he's been one talking about that, too, and he's going to be at the game in Lexington. But he's the, I, they he's probably give, got a gag order right now with the, with the way yeah. they've gone viral. He's given a lot of props to Connect, though, but yeah. he's also said, Saying you know he he's he's actually he's taking a more kind of centrist view. He's saying these both both these guys have great numbers and it's going to be interesting to see what the matchup looks like, etc. So well, they do have good numbers. They both have good numbers. I don't want to act like Reeves' numbers aren't good, but again, when you're just talking about conference play, Connect shoots over seven percent better from the field, eight percent better from three, and has scored you know. 10 points more per game in conference play. Like, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> what the hell are we doing? There's no competition. At least not yet. We got to buy Bob a Creighton quarter zip. <laughs> I just can't stop looking at this picture. If I, if, <laughs> there was a time when I could have grown my hair out and been Doug McDermott. Like, I, I could have done the flat top and done that. We could have been Doug and Greg, but now I can't do that, obviously. Maybe you could. Be, you kind of look like Doug. You could pull off a Doug. All right, maybe, maybe Bob and I can Good be, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's the update on the Providence stuff you said you had? Okay, so this Big East Films account was basically previously just only highlights and stuff like that. And then last week released an hour-long documentary on Ed Cooley's exit from Providence. Uh, And it was the first film that they released. uh, And they made it clear that each remaining Big East school would get a film in the future. Um, And... It went into it went deep into his departure. It said it accurately showed why Providence fans felt so backstabbed by who they once believed to be their savior. Uh, features from media members, rational fans, and crazy fans. The savior and yeah. Providence down that bad. Like what, what the hell there did Cooley do at Providence? I mean, I know like I saw in they this won some uh, games, but it wasn't like they won a championship. I think there was a quote maybe in this documentary that said like Ed Cooley was like you know, was God in this town, was basically, like, ready to have a statue built outside of their stadium. Like, everyone was, like, he was royalty, like, key to the city type guy. Like, Yeah, I mean, like, we we talk about that plenty, like, you know, being the guy at a place and the value that holds. So, like, I guess he was the one that, you know, put the team on the map. Like, Dabo, I guess, at Clemson. Like, if Dabo would have left for, like, a different school, maybe – I don't know. I mean, Dabo at least has won some championships, and I think at this point Clemson fans would be okay with it. Did Pro- Providence, did they win anything last year? Did they win the conference championship? Mm, not last year, but they've won the Big East okay. conference tournament a couple times okay. under Cooley. 
I, I said they didn't win any championships. I wanted to be somewhat fair. At least they were back to being a, a top team in that conference. They won in 2013-14. They won the Big East Tournament. And then in 2021-22, they were the Big East regular season champions. Um, so, yeah, he's he's he had a pretty good run. Yeah, last year they lost in the first round of the conference tournament and then lost to Kentucky. Like, I mean, eh, it's okay. You could find a guy that could do that maybe. Like, I think, I think Kim English can recreate that. I think Kim English will be fine there. Putting a bow on the <laughs> South Carolina preview. I don't know if we want to move on from college basketball, but I did want to say just to your point, Bob, uh, and our friend Stats by Will's breakdown, you're talking about how South Carolina wants to drag you in the mud. They rank 349th in pace. pace. I yeah, saw that. They, they go really, yeah. really slow. and they They were successful in dragging Kentucky down and, you know, really holding Kentucky, who had scored 105 points. I think that was the number, right, against Georgia? Yeah. yeah. And then the next, you know, game against South Carolina was down in the 40s until, like, you know, the end of the game they got up to, like, 60. You know, Lamont Paris is a Bo Ryan protege. He was on his staff at Wisconsin, and I've heard the comparisons drawn consistently to how Wisconsin plays is what Ugh. you're seeing from South oh. Carolina. Yeah. Oh, even Wisconsin decided they didn't want to play like Wisconsin plays anymore. Yeah. Even they're like, hey, we got to score some points. Sam sent us a break. It's the morning show here on Fan Run Radio. Tennessee, South Carolina tonight. Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center. Bob will be there. Sam, you going? You going to be there? Uh, I don't have a ticket, actually. I forgot to get uh, one. What's the process like for students to get tickets? Can you not just I could get, one still get one any Yeah, I could probably still get one. I don't know You don't how have much school the... spirit, Sam? Do you not support the boys? I like watching basketball on TV. I don't know if that's a boomer take or not, but I, think I don't kind of, like watching it. I think that is it. kind of a boomer take. Okay. I like watching basketball in person. I, okay. Football, honestly, I kind of agree with you, but basketball, I love watching in person. Personally, I'm the opposite. I like football in person. I like basketball on TV. Not so like going to big football games and yelling, but like I'm there to yell and, and drink and give out high fives. Like actually watching the game is – it's harder to pay as close of attention, like on the yeah. yardage and things like that. Yeah, and hear things like basketball. It's very clear, like what. True, yardage is tough. I like seeing the movement of the players on the field. I think you know you get a better. It's nice view, when you, obviously when you see a wide receiver breaking deep and yeah. you know, the crowd kind yeah. of cheers. I, I do like watching football there, but basketball, I love watching in person. I'm just kind of surprised that you don't feel the same, especially in the student section. Well, I mean, maybe it's, the one it's just line. South Carolina, too, like a midweek You're game. You're a top-five team, Sam. It's a sellout. <laughs> if, if, if people could buy tickets, you could go for free. Is Big Game John telling me to go to a midweek basketball no, game right now? you're not Big Game Sam, are you? <laughs> you're not Big Game Sam, are you? Every game you get to watch Dalton Connect in person is something that you is should true. be. That is true. That, that might make me buy a ticket. something you should be soaking in as a student. That might make me get a ticket tonight. You only got a you know a handful or you know what what fifteen twenty games left of this guy. Yeah, the yeah. best scorer in in your lifetime in Tennessee basketball. Absolutely. I mean Chris Lofton, you were like four when he was born, so I mean he was in your. I lifetime. remember but, Chris Lofton though. Yeah, but not not as a educated basketball. Sure, fan. sure, sure. Sam, savor the moments, man. Remember my dog. Remember what I told you yesterday. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, I'll go to the game tonight. <laughs> Just put on the bear and, and watch that one episode where the woman's you know talking about her dad and. Every second counts, right? That's the that's the motto she stole yes. from his dad, her dad, and he was journaling across the world, and you just need to make every moment count. Every second counts, Sam. You're, you're in college. You're running out of time. I am, yeah. You're like Dalton Connect. You're running out of time. How many home games are left? Five? 
Six? About six, I'd say. You got A&M, LSU, South Carolina, Kentucky, Auburn, maybe five. L- you said LSU? I did say LSU. Maybe Vanderbilt? Did f- you say Vanderbilt? No. So you got six. Vanderbilt coming up? You got six games left as a student, Sam. Yeah. Unless I fail you. Unless I unless I tell your your person that's in char- that I'm in charge of your internship and I say no he's not good enough he he didn't come he didn't show up I thought yeah it's not and it's not just about Dalton Connect it's your last chance to see Josiah it's your last chance to see mm, Santi it's, yeah it's about Dalton Connect yeah I know, I know I know I know it's about Dalton um <laughs> hey what, so, what if tonight's the night he scores forty all right all right I'll go to the game it's free I'll go to the game. Yeah. Just go to Cool Beans before. <laughs> Meet Bob there. You guys can have a couple whiskeys and a, a couple cheese beans and go. Okay. I won't be there because I don't have a free ticket, but, you know. Anyways, Bob, you said you were about to oh, change the subject. No, nah, somebody posted on X, uh, uh, said in regards to your, your Dickie V story, this person said, I ran into Danny Ferry at Bridgestone during the SEC tournament one year in the restroom. I'm guessing he wrote, didn't wash his hands. So everybody's got their brush. I thought of uh, this is not a bathroom thing, but when I was in Vegas, um, I bumped into. Well, I didn't bump into him. I saw him at the at the roulette table. Gene Cady, who is a Hall of Fame coach, I'm Purdue guy growing up. I was like, I gotta say hi to Coach Cady. I have to. Got to, and I went up to him and I said, "Hey, coach, you know, big fan." And I've had good luck when I've done this before with some other big time name guys, and uh, they usually are responsive. I said this to Katie, and he just looked at me and he goes, "Yeah, thanks," and then turned his back on me, <laughs> and that was it. And I think maybe afterwards, in hindsight, as I post mortem did, I was like, he was at the roulette table. He was probably, you know, he's probably like, "Man, I want some time to myself. Get the hell away." From he also me. might have been down like four thousand dollars for all true. you. Know. <laughs> like, Very true. Talking to someone at the casino is uh, is a dangerous game. It is a game of roulettes yes. in, in itself, Bob, because if you're on a heater, you don't want anybody bothering you Yeah. because you don't want to mess up your mojo. And if they're losing, you don't want to be bothered then. You're losing, too. So, like, really, there's no good time to talk to somebody at the casino. Actually, it's not a game of roulette. It's just a leave me alone. You know what would have been funny is if I had gone up to him and said, hey, coach, big fan, and he looks at me and goes, hey, coach McDermott, what's going on? <laughs> would have been going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the most famous person I saw at the casino – and at least had like an interaction with was the mom or the grandmother from Crisley Knows Best. Oh my God. Are you familiar with that show? You're good for you. Are you familiar with that show? I am. I am. I've well, never watched it, but I'm familiar with it. Well, apparently that's a bit on the show is how much she likes gambling. And I actually just saw her at the casino one day. Like she took a bus up with like her, her old friends and they were, she was there playing some blackjack. Just, Getting in character. There are no TV cameras around. No, she was just, she was living the gimmick. <laughs> she likes gambling, which, you know. That story's less cool after her son, he got sentenced to 12 years in prison for fraud. Mm. Crisley did not know best when it came to how he handled his his bank loans and, and his taxes and all that. He, he did not know best. He was doing 12 years in prison. The other famous person, you won't know him, but I saw him in uh, Vegas and he is no longer with us. Um, so I can talk freely about this. He was hammered and he was just kind of traipsing down the casino runway was Charles Kuralt from CBS News, uh, like a legendary correspondent, but he had been overserved somewhere. So uh, those were my brushes in Vegas. And I just got a text from uh, my wife, a.k.a. Safety Sue, and she said, you need to take Sam to a basketball game. She's a big fan of Sam, <laughs> by the way. So uh, I was like, okay, gotcha. She's uh, 
So she's she's rooting for you, Sam. You got to go to a game. Got to go, man. And just, I might have to just go tonight and meet up with Safety Sue. <laughs> yeah. <there you> go. <laughs> I've always been afraid to approach anybody and talk to them. Like, I, I don't speak to anybody. And, like, if I did see somebody, I maybe go my head nod. I'm not going to say, like, I'm a big fan just because I don't like bothering people. And then, like, growing up in my, like, my high school formative years, I heard the story of, like, Michael Jordan and Chameleon Air. You familiar with Chameleon Air, Sam? Rapper, Riding Dirty. You probably heard Riding Dirty, okay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he had talked about meeting Michael Jordan, like, his idol at a party and how he, like, tried to go up and talk to him. And Michael Jordan just looked at him and said, like, basically, he asked for a picture. He's like, I'm not pay- taking a picture with any dudes. It's essentially what I told him, like, get out of here, weirdo. Like, there's girls around. I'm not taking a picture with a dude. And that always kind of always kind of scared me to talk to people. Because if I do like somebody, if they're a jerk to me, I don't want to. You can only get let down. Usually. No, I think you could, I think you well, could be. I don't, I don't think you could only be let down. But chances are you're going to be let down. Now, me, Bob, as a local celebrity myself, I've run into many people out that want to talk to me, so I keep that in mind. I try to be very friendly to everybody. But I will admit, typically if I'm out drinking and they talk to me, I do struggle with names. And there are plenty of people that I've met a couple times that I say, nice to meet you. You're like, bro, we talked last week or we talked a month ago. You remember me? I'm like, ah, sorry, I drink drink a lot when I'm out. I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. But I try to be nice because there was one guy that said I was a jerk, and he went on the internet and was saying I was a jerk to him. And, you know, that's all it takes for the narrative to form. And he said I was a jerk because I wouldn't take shots with him. I was like, I don't want to take a shot. No. I was like, I appreciate the offer. I stood and talked to him for five minutes. I, he's like, take a shot with me. I was like, I don't want a shot. I don't want one. I don't think that's on you. I didn't think so either, but I'm very cautious about it. I'm very, I'm very conscious of it when I go out. I want to make sure people think that I am at least not a jerk. That's my goal as a local celebrity, Bob. No, that's good. Um, noted. Um, Next time somebody asks me for a picture, that's what I'm going to tell them. I don't take pictures of dudes. <laughs> Pull the chameleon air line. Yeah. The Jordan line. Yeah, well, I've got a lot of stories. We won't bog the audience down with them, but they, they've, yeah. I want to deep dive at some point. Maybe that's an off-season topic, though, about all your famous encounters. I mean, because working where you used to work and, and, and with E yeah. and with Howard Stern, I'm sure you have rubbed shoulders and been around some very famous people and, and have some stories. Won't put you on the spot now, but like just be prepping that for a couple months from now. Yeah, I have been very fortunate in that regard, and um, and most of them have been really nice. There's been a couple jerks. Yeah, but... see, those are the only ones I care about. I want to I know who the jerks are. <laughs> but the nice I want to know ones... who Big Boyd's. Uh, yeah, d- Coach Kading. Who? It, I'll be honest. It took me a second to remember who Coach Kading was. Yeah, it's Katie. Katie, sorry. It took me a while to remember who he was. That's the Purdue, the older Purdue coach, right? Yeah, yeah. he 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 ended up retiring because yeah. he needed to. The program was about to crash. Yeah, yeah. Um, I eventually got there. Did you know who that was? Can you picture him? He was one of those coaches that stand out, like fit, not physically like imposing, but just like he had a very distinct look. Like he, and he was on TV so much. Had a had an epic come. What's over. his first name? Gene. Yeah. Gene Katie. Yeah. He. uh he had, like, the worst comb-over of all time. Man. I'm laughing at him just probably being so annoyed at you talking to him yes. at the casino. Yeah, and Leave I, me alone. Yeah, I was so, like, giddy. I was like, man, it's you. <laughs> it was, like, not bad play on my part. But uh, Did he win anything of significance at Purdue? No, he got him to, uh, to two Elite Eights, and that was it. Okay. Never I, was say, I know he had a long career there and, like, had some success, but I didn't know if he had, he had You know, he had, it was his Glenn Robinson team that was probably the best team he ever had, and they got to the Elite Eight, and they came up against Duke and Grant Hill. And That's tough. Duke beat them. And then they got to the Elite Eight one more time against Wisconsin, who was coached by Tony Bennett's dad, and it was the 
most Wisconsin team ever. They were just grind and score 50, 55 points a game, and they got to the Final Four that year. It was the year Michigan State won it all, like in 2001. Or So has Purdue ever made a Final Four? Yes. Okay. They've made a couple. Okay. Last one was in 1980. But okay. Yeah. Now, I had somebody ask. Are you a Purdue alum? Did you go there? You're no, I have, okay. I have family that went there. Um, I'm a huge Purdue fan, grew up a Purdue fan. I went to Indiana State University. That's right, you've told me that. You've which is why that. we talk a little bit about how the Sycamores are Fair enough. kind of a sexy team this year for NCAA tournament. Yeah, because people are complaining, like, tell Bob we don't care about Purdue, we hate Purdue, and you can't be a Tennessee fan and like Purdue. And I'm like, he's an alum, give him a break. And I was like, actually, I don't think he's an alum. But <laughs> yeah. like, he's a fan, he's stamped, he's from there. Oh, I, Give yeah. him a break. We yeah. let Will Warren come on here and talk about Michigan. That's it. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Now, does Michigan have a blood rivalry with Tennessee like Purdue does? No. No, they don't, but it's close. I mean, actually, Michigan might. Yeah. Between I mean, the three tournament exits the last 13 years. I mean, I actually hate Michigan basketball, at least, just as much as Purdue. They didn't cheat us out of a Music City Bowl win or anything like no, that. No, last time the Tennessee played Michigan in football, they rolled them. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Well, we'll wrap up this show after the break. It's the morning show here on <laughs> Fan Run Radio. I checked out in the lobby. Uh, Jake, Jake and Brett said they're okay. They said they don't need any counseling. Bob was texting me last night worried that uh, Jake and Jake and Brett were beefing after what they did on the drive yesterday. Yeah, I heard that I heard that stuff on the drive and uh it was uh it was either a bit or it was uh, a little tense between those two, so I'm glad to hear they're out there hanging. You know, sometimes though it's okay to just air your grievances publicly yeah. in front of thousands of people. <laughs> it's easier than a text message or a conversation after a show. Just just <laughs> yeah. Just do it in front of thousands of people. That's, that's usually good. Yeah. Yeah, don't just address it head to head. Take it out there. Put it on the radio. I reckon since we got five minutes left in the show, is there anything we missed that we need to talk about that that, that, that is time sensitive that needs to be hit? I mean, you had another episode last night of of Dylan Brooks versus LeBron James and Dylan Brooks getting a flagrant on LeBron. Ah, did it really happen? I didn't yeah, know. yeah. That was after Saturday. We didn't even talk about it yesterday. But after LeBron made history with his 30-point triple-double at whatever age he has against the Warriors, and that was a fun game. But then, yeah, then they come back. They play the Rockets last night. The Rockets beat them up, and Dylan Brooks gets a flagrant. They almost fight. Not him, but Vanderbilt comes in and tries to get his back. And that was really kind of the only thing that happened in the NBA outside of, like you said, Joel Embiid hitting his another game out and getting close to that limit. NFL stuff, of course, we got a week and a half to talk about. Doc Rivers had his debut last night as Bucks coach. Took an L. Took an L. Said, hey, got to be patient. We'll get there. Rajon Rondo arrested on gun and drug charges. Really? Gun and drug charges makes it sound extreme, but then I clicked it. It was like, just like he had drug paraphernalia, which I don't know if that means he just had like a bong or like a little bowl or like a rolling papers. I don't know, but like the gun, the gun was no good. And there was an Indiana State tied to that too, right? Was he on campus at Indiana State or? I didn't see that, but you know, he's, he's in, he lives in Louisville at this point and you know, he could have been in Southern Indiana for, yeah, he could have been over, he could have been over at ISU. I don't know. Yeah. I want to say when I clicked the story, it said that it, it was at Indiana State. So, I mean, I guess if you have a gun, somewhat near campus. Yeah. Or never mind. Let me take that back. It says Indiana State Police, but not the police of Indiana yeah. State University. The the state police of, of the state. Okay. Yeah. Got I can it. see that. So that meant he was probably over the state line. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Jackson County. The that, Chargers have a new GM. 
They are hiring Ravens director of player personnel, Joe Hortiz. Okay, He's so been there's there a, for a while. So I mean, there's a Harbaugh connection there, right? So, yeah. So John gives up his guy to Jim. Jim's like, hey, the Ravens are good, and I think they got a lot of talent. Ravens, are, I think, are one of the best teams in the NFL at, at drafting and getting the best out of their they players. Might the, and developing. they might be the best. Yeah, and they have been for a long time. Like when when you know Newsom was there doing the drafting, like. They might be the best ran organization in the NFL from kind of top to bottom, stability wise, mm-hmm. and also like staying competitive. And this is on NFL, but it deserves more time, and we'll we can talk about it tomorrow. Is uh, we 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 touched on it yesterday about historic collapse by the Detroit Lions in yeah. the second half of that game, and their CBS Sports did like a ranking of the top. NFL playoff collapses, and they, yeah. that deserves a little more time. It's kind of interesting. Some of them are really obvious. Was was number one my my Oilers? Surprisingly, no. How is that not number one? You, you blew a thirty-five to three lead. Super Bowl, Falcons and Patriots. I mean, I, I get it. The stakes are higher, but thirty-five to three. Yeah. At home too, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was in Houston. No, it was in Buffalo. Oh, it was in Buffalo. Okay. Yeah. Well, how the hell did you get down thirty-five to three in Buffalo? Buffalo. That was a that was Frank Reich's signature game. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that was in. Always thought that was in Houston, but I guess it was snowing. It doesn't really snow in Houston. <laughs> not, in, not indoors. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> the uh, I know they played indoors. But I didn't know if Houston played indoors back. Then. I yeah, guess they did. I've, I've seen the highlights. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Baseball team checked in at number eight preseason to start off uh, the preseason rankings yesterday. I was surprised to see that. Apparently, that's the highest we've ever been. In the preseason rankings, did huh. I read that right? That can't. I be didn't right. see that, but that can't know. be right. But I thought I saw someone say that. Like, I know the year that we came out when you know the best team in the country or you know best team of all time. It's like, like we were the top five team last year. Yeah. I I want to say I saw people saying it was the highest Tennessee's ever been ranked in the preseason. I huh. guess that could be wrong. Maybe I shouldn't say stuff that I'm not a positive about. But come in at number eight. I'm excited to get. I'm still waiting for my season tickets to come through. Still waiting for them to send me my, my tickets. I, I, I need to I need to have them. The season's almost here. It's another sport I love in person. Baseball? Uh, see, I disagree there. Really? I mean, I like going to Tennessee baseball games, but it's too it's so slow in person. College baseball, not as much. But not like, now. Yeah, yeah. That, that's fine. That's true. I haven't been to one since the pitch clock. That might be different. And it is nice to sit outside and... I think the, the atmosphere of a ballpark is, yeah. is yeah. much better than watching it on TV. I think I could fall asleep watching a baseball game on TV. No, I agree. You get out there, have a beer, mm-hmm. just sit, and uh, I love it, actually. Um, as we wrap up, we'll obviously be recapping Tennessee, South Carolina tomorrow. There's there's some good games tonight, though. Um, Marquette at Villanova, number 16, <clears throat> excuse me, number 16, Texas Tech at number 25, TCU. It's a good game. Um, Illinois at Ohio State, and the reason I bring that up is Ohio State, Chris Holtman, is uh, he's in hot water, man. I, I think he may not make it after this season as head coach there. Um, Oklahoma State at Kansas. Kansas a big favorite there. Um, so there's, there's some decent little games tonight. And then 
our opponent tomorrow or Saturday, Kentucky goes tomorrow against Florida. So we'll be watching that one closely too. So definitely, in, we're in high season for college basketball right now. As little we head towards March. Little house cleaning. I think I've misread the tweet, and it said it was the highest of all the publications. Like eight is the highest we are this year because some has at ten, eleven. There's like five different. Yeah, because last year we were preseason number two. Right. Yeah. I was going to say I thought we were top five for sure. Yeah. I didn't know if maybe that was the highest that Baseball America had had us in the preseason ever or whatever. But yeah, that, that's that what I'd sense. seen. That that was the highest that we had been. There's like six different rankings right. for baseball. And the highest is eight. Gotcha. So I'm not exactly all the way an idiot. Speaking of idiots, Jake Miller, Brett Hollander, <laughs> and Marcus Young coming up next. Stay locked in on Fan Run Radio.